This Breeders' Cup preview edition of the Sports Gaming Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let him ride. The Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Someone in the technical team is gonna suffer the same fate as Josh McDaniels. Oh, giving them the axe. I don't Josh know. Josh McDaniels was. got fired. Oh no. Yes. Uh tough day for Josh McDaniels. Tough, tough day, day for us. The Ron Rivera first uh coach fired. After that game, they're unloading all the players. I'm like, oh great, get in on this. It's a low price, but I still like it. Josh, uh, Ron Rivera even blew his uh, his massive lead <laughs> in the uh, first coach fired market. That's how bad Ron Rivera is. Uh, but Josh McDaniels deserved to be fired. Maybe I, I I think what happened. Mark Davis got one of those progressive jackpots at the uh, Las Vegas airport. That's the only way. The guy has no money. How can he afford to fire and now pay? Uh, they're paying uh, Gruden and McDaniel's the same time. So ap- apparently, and I I don't have anything to again. This is from the internet, or even more specifically Reddit. But would there be insurance policies p- potentially oh. for buyouts on fired coaches? Because mm. uh, there was some speculation that these things can often be covered with uh, certain types of insurance policies that ownership will buy, which. That's interesting to me. I would imagine they definitely do that at the college level, right? With these crazy ass buyouts, they should at least think about it. Yeah. What's the what's the insurance against though? Catastrophic <laughs> failure. Catastrophic failure uh with uh with uh, the coaching. All right, we will be of course talking all things NFL picks later tonight 8:30 Pacific our uh week 9 NFL pick show hot and ready. But uh, before we do that, we got our breeders cup preview. And before we do that, mention it hot and ready. Of course, little Caesars pairs perfectly with the NFL, especially you get that pretzel crust pizza. Look, I got the, I even got the horse racing shades on. If you're watching over on YouTube, uh, it is, it, it, I mean, again, Saturday, you're going to be watching college football all day. Why not get some little Caesars Sunday? Of course, the Lord's day, AKA the national football league order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kicks off all day. Sunday, we have a Germany game. So many great reasons to load up on that pretzel crust with a, a delicious little Caesars pizza, pepperoni piled high, moist, tender, juicy little Caesars wings, the cookie dough brownie bites, which are to die for. And of course that golden brown pretzel crust that you can only find at little Caesars uh, delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup, grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars pizza pizza Kramer. We're sharpening a lot of things, uh, n- but yo, know, 
part of a, having a sharp company is knowing you can turn to the experts joining us. Uh-oh, what? What? I'm not the expert. Joining us, we are wearing the shades, so we got that down. Joining us here on the Sports Gambling Podcast from the notorious OTB, the Wolf of Oaklawn himself. What's happening, Wolf? What's up, guys? Thanks for uh, I like the having me on. I've got crazy echo going on. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on a second. That might be my fault. Yep. To double firings. Woo, it's smoking my weed. Double firings on the uh, te- McDaniel's has been fired. McDaniel's has been fired. Uh, Wolf has not been fired. He's here. He's cranking out yep. episodes, previews, Breeders' Cup. Uh, we will be talking big picture Breeders' Cup in uh, one thought before we get going here. What? What? How are we feeling? But I mean, it's a. Uh, you've had some crazy scratches. You're going to have a wide open breeders cup classic that might really generate just like a a bizarro price or someone that no one's really considering. Love it. Yes. I did see uh, last year's winner was already a scratch one horse. uh, Unfortunately had a medical incident, Uh, but uh, yeah, is this related at all to the, the opting out in the other sports (laughs) is the NBA culture leaking into the the ultimate opt out by the horse, not wanting to participate. (laughs) I think, I think what's happened is seeds worth more. If he doesn't run, I I think what's happened is that now, uh, well now, I mean with, with the, unfortunately a horse passing, but people actually report it. This probably was happening before and no one was ever reporting. Mm, Okay. That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, Ryan joining us as well. You know him. You love him from uh, not only the MLB gambling podcast, but the Premier League gambling podcast. Mr. Malcolm, what's happening, Malcolm? Hello, boys. How we doing? Um, I'm gonna have to caveat everything I say that Newcastle are actually playing as we speak. <laughs> we we kick off against Manchester United in five minutes. It's on the telly. So if I fall off my chair, if I shout bastard, it's you, you, that's the kind of thing. So if Newcastle score, like it'd be the equivalent of if you're broadcasting and maybe the Eagles get a touchdown or the Giants <laughs> nearly get into field goal range, something exciting like that. Um, so nice that's, dig on the but, Giants there. Sorry, little straight for Ryan. Yes, mate, I'm really good. I'm excited for uh, horse racing. I just spoke to Chase for a little while on the Notorious OTB, and that got the juices flowing. So yeah, looking forward to it. I, yes, I will say that it, it there was a birdie that the the rescheduling request was more about us making sure we could live sweat with Malcolm a little bit. Someone maybe <laughs> said, "Hey, uh, the Man U Newcastle game might be on on Wednesday, so that could be a fun way to get Malcolm on camera." So, oh, Malcolm, yeah. last time I forced you on stream during a Newcastle game, I think it didn't go well for Newcastle. So hopefully we don't we don't do that this time. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. We'll be all right. Hey, you guys. I mean, you bought everyone now. This is great. I will say, as you suggested, I've been kind of following along with Newcastle. And I can see why you want to get one of these Saudi teams, Sean. They just get all the best players. Me? No. I'm saying like, if you're oh, going to root for okay. the EPL, yeah, you, you, you got to root for one of the teams team. with the money. They, the, the, the organizations the, literally yeah, like the live money. tour. <laughs> How's that going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, I think, uh, well, actually they might not end up merging. So stay tuned uh, for what happens to golf, but we're not here talking about golf. We're talking about real sports, AKA horse racing, mm-hmm. Malcolm, before the show, you said, uh, Hey, I got a, uh, I got a little uh, addition here for real men a DGen, so I will cue the music and uh, let's let's break it down. SGPN presents 
Real men of DGENs. Real men of DGENs. We salute you. Father of the bride from a wedding I was working at last week. So, as a lot of you people already know, I have a little casino business, a little events business, and I will take out my roulette table and blackjack table, and we'll go to weddings and birthday parties and corporate things. And it's all fun. We have we play for fun money. Someone wins a bottle of champagne. It's all good as gold. So last Sunday, I was dealing blackjack to the father of the bride. Um, but at, at some point, it then became time for some of the wedding formalities. So his other daughter in a bridesmaid dress shouted across, Dad, are you not coming to watch your daughter do our first dance and cut the cake? <laughs> and he shouted back, it's okay, your mother's taking photos and carried on playing blackjack. <laughs> what a guy. Instant <laughs> hero status. Um, and I just immediately thought of you lot in that real man of DJ. He had no interest in watching the first dance or the cutting of the cake. He wanted to play fun blackjack with me is what he wanted to do. Uh, it wasn't even, it's it's not even like for actual money. It's just. No. Oh. Hashtag uh, oh, you know what that is? That's a man who hasn't had sex with his wife in a long time. <laughs> no downside to the decision. This is, yeah, I mean. <laughs> he ain't losing anything. He, <laughs> he's got nothing to lose. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, if you're in a if you're in an active relationship, that's immediate shutdown. If you if you decide to miss out on pictures, pictures for big events. And the low key thing about being a dad and having daughters that I didn't, I'm starting to learn for the first time. It really doesn't matter what you do as long as you're just decent. Because yeah. at some point they're gonna fucking hate their mom's guts, <laughs> and you just need to be there to catch that. <laughs> you just need yeah. to yeah, hang around. Got yeah. a forward seven year old daughter. I'm writing this all yeah. down. Right oh, dude! Now. I'm telling you, like it's it's a variance play. You're never gonna be, uh, you're never gonna ride the highs as high as mom, but you're also never gonna be the savage, <laughs> the savage beast. I mean, again, go look it up in the wild. More moms eat their young than dads. <laughs> Stat of the day. All right, uh, let's talk uh, Breeders' Cup. We got three massive races to break down. Will uh, you be attending, Sean? No, no, probably not. But it is uh, right down the street here at Santa Anita. One of the most beautiful tracks in the country. It really it's is. It's not even close. Like as someone who grew up on the East Coast stuff, you come out here, you go to Santa Anita and you're kind of you're thrown back a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing sketchy about any of it. No, and it's uh yeah, and and just right there nestled in the in the foothills, the Even the bedding windows are, are like kind of nice. It's like they're classic, <laughs> they have style. Yeah, way better. I mean, if you want the DJ activity, the old Hollywood Park racetrack is probably oh, yes. uh, where you want to go. Santa Anita is just borderline classy. Uh, nice establishment. That infield, good place to hang. But Friday, we got a nice race here, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Our juvenile race eight, eight and a half furlong race, two million dollar prize. I ask you, Wolf, why are we uh, why are we breaking down this race? What is it important for? What are we talking here? Sure, I mean the the BC Juvenile. It, it's the championship for two year old colts. Uh, if you're not familiar with the age requirements for the Triple Crown, that all starts at three years old. So the winner of this race is likely going to end up your favorite in Kentucky Derby fate, uh, mm. future wagers and uh, wagering pools. So mm. uh, if you're either doing the paramutual Kentucky Derby futures pools, or if you're going through a sports book, more than likely whoever wins this is is going to be uh, who you know starts taking money early. So, 
so what he's saying right there is don't like in the spring when you guys do that futures draft, don't hit me up then for the Kentucky Derby winner. <laughs> Pay attention here. Write down yeah. who wins the race, and that will be our pick in next year in the uh, the futures draft, Sean. Yeah. To to be fair, while they've been the favorite, these aren't necessarily the horses that have won the Kentucky Derby, though it's mm. not unheard of that they that they do win. Mm. It's lately horses have come on the scene late, so maybe still hit hit us up. Sounds like he's back. It sounds like he's want to maintain that relationship. Doesn't want to. Uh, doesn't want to get some AI replacing him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You still need. Wait. I take the papers from the engineers to the. Has what, AI what gotten I'm, into the uh, gotten into horse picks? Oh, I'm sure. I right? look so much like a woolly willy. Do you have any idea how quickly I could be replaced by AI? <laughs> Just a uh, horse picking robot. Uh, we'll we'll add that to the to do list. But <laughs> for you uh, for you uh, analog blokes, you carbon uh, clumps of cells. What do you uh what do you like here? What's jumping out of you? What horse? We got eleven to choose from. What do we like in this juvenile race? Uh, I, I keyed in on the number six locked, who actually ends up being the chalk. I think that is going to be your most likely winner. The horse hasn't really done anything wrong. Uh after uh, you know, a third of the debut at Saratoga, ran back to to, you know break its maiden in the next race at Saratoga and then comes back and runs a huge race in the uh, breeders futurity at Keeneland and gets the win over the number one horse here, the uh, wine steward. Hmm. Um, I like that the horse isn't facing winners for the first time. Like some of these entries are uh, there's an epic amount of early pace here between the Bob Baffert entries and a few other horses. Yeah. And I, I really like locked ability to sit off the pace. And uh, as we say, rate, just kind of sit back and stalk and rate uh, to to win this. And if you look at the horse's history, it had trouble in the gate in the first start, had trouble in the gate in the second start, really kind of learned from those and learned how to run from off the pace, which is a very much learned skill for horses. Hmm. I like that. Ryan, I, I, I was looking at the notes before and I feel every time we have these guys on, I learn a, a ton of stuff about horse racing, handicapping. And then immediately after the race is over, I forget everything yeah, yeah, and I'm starting yeah. over. You gotta, again. you gotta listen to yeah. the notorious OTB. No, I, it is. And it's good. And I feel like I, I just, my retention for horse racing knowledge and handicapping styles is it's only so deep. Um, There's a, a, I would that, that chase is the professor and Sean has to come to class <laughs> yes. every year. Get yeah. To, one more time. Can we, uh, can we go you over show the up outline just again? enough to not get dropped from the course is the <laughs> yes, best part. Exactly. These are the four times. This is your four sessions. <laughs> yeah. uh, Malcolm. Now I see a horse in here, uh horse number three in the, in the third pole position. Wind me up. He's from Kentucky. He's 15 to one. He's trained by Bob Baffert. I'm always intrigued by longer shots trained by Baffert. Uh, what do you think maybe of that horse? What's your take on this uh, race in general? It's an interesting race, this one. There's loads of different angles. It, you, there's a bit of an East Coast v West Coast vibe. I know Chase likes his, uh, his rappers, so there's something in there. You've got three Baffert horses, like you mentioned, Sean. You've got three Pletcher horses. It's quite a long trip for the two-year-olds. And mm. honestly, I, I couldn't put you off much in here. Some massive prices will win, especially with these two-year-old races, because really they could be anything. They absolutely haven't come into their own yet and peaked as athletes. Um, the fact that Baffert's got three and Pletcher's got three means it could be a tactical affair because they could run one as a pacemaker to set it up yeah. for the other ones. The horse you mentioned there, the number three, wind me up. I think this is the third Baffert one because um, I think his best chance is the number 10 horse, a horse called Muth. Um, so really, wind me up didn't do much for me. 
Um, Muth is the Baffert horse. I like won the American Pharaoh. Um, there's just enough negatives for me to not like that one. I like Chase's pick. Um, that horse called Locked. You could see that horse learning as it was running last time. You could almost see the penny dropping. He was like, "Okay, I get you." <laughs> and um, and that's what happens with these two-year-olds. Like, um, they'll at some point. So this might just happen at any one of these during the race. I've got Locked finishing second. And I've got a 20 to one shot, gents. I'm going a bit fancy here earlier. Oh. Uh, number 11, horse is called Noted. Um, it's had four good runs, three of which have been on the turf. That doesn't put me off, dropping back um, onto the dirt here. And I think he can come from off the pace. He's drawn wide, which is no problem. Um, so I've got the 11 Noted uh, to beat number six, Locked. And the other one I quite liked was a horse called Prince of Monaco, um, who was better than Muth, the Baffert horse, and can take a step forward is three for three so far. So 11, six and two, but noted overlocked uh, would be my place here. All right. I was just, I was just sitting there thinking like, we should just have Malcolm narrate th- like things. Yeah. Just, just talk. <laughs> well, about I, I liked, I mean, I like that Malcolm's so deep. He can see the horse learning like, uh, the, like really a light dropped, bulb dropped the came penny. on the horse's head. Did it drop uh, the penny or pick <laughs> the penny up? I forget. Yeah. I don't know. The light bulb. <laughs> we need, we need an animation with like a light bulb above a horse's head turning on when he figures out how to run the track. Uh, that is uh, uh, someone in the graphics department working up that horse horse uh, light graphic animation. Uh, Kramer, I'm kind of torn. It seems like there is some consensus here between our experts on well, lock. I, I have a nugget. I know I'm. I you didn't tout me as an expert, but no. when I was a young person, a young lad, as Malcolm might say in New Jersey. Nice. One thing I did learn when we're look when you're looking through the book, if you see that an owner or sorry, a trainer is running three horses in the same race. Yes. You find the one with the longest odds. That's the one that's the rabbit. Mm. That's that was, the one that they put in there to yeah. get the other uh, what, what, horses to I think run. They, what do you call him? A pacemaker? Um yeah, yeah no, just, rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ra- that's the that's the guy, that's the horse that's Fugazi. Mm. That was always uh, that was one of like the the tricks to look at it. So yeah, I would imagine. I mean, do, do guys all, how how common is? I mean, the breeders. It's like these elite fucking trainers. So I'm sure this happens more frequently. But I'd imagine that the trainers don't think all three of the horses have a chance to win, right? I that's yeah, that's true. And the, you know, typically whenever it's not a stakes race, they would uh, couple the entries. Where you'll see like a one and one a. And they're considered one betting entity. Well, you don't have that in stakes races. Uh, so same ownership groups can run these as uncoupled entries in their own betting as their own be- betting entities. And you can guarantee that there's some sort of, of team tactics going, yeah. you know, taking taking place. It's one of those like unsaid things. There's a horse that was kicked out of Belmont Day a couple of years ago, whatever he like uttered in front of a, a steward that he was just a rabbit in the race. Oh. And so <laughs> they're like, oh, you can't. We knew it, but you can't say it. So, so you're out. Um, it's like baseball in terms rules. Of, in terms of the longer price, the longer price isn't always uh, necessarily the rabbit. Uh, you'll mm. find Bob Baffert wins with his other horses a lot. It's an angle called the other Bob, or in this mm. case, his longest price, uh, the three wind me up. I mean, is the other other Bob? You could really, really go deep dive there. No snorkeling on that. <sighs> All right. This so- is one of these things, right? If you if you go to the track a lot. If you stand at the paddock, and I love stuff like this, um, when the jockeys come out of the weighing room into the paddock, you can often see which one they like because they're the one that the trainer's talking to. All the connections, a little buzz around. Now, if you're sitting watching the telly or you're just sitting on your laptop just mindlessly gambling, God forbid, um, (laughs) you wouldn't get that information. 
Um, but if you're standing leaning on the rail, you can see stuff. Me and my mates used to have a great angle on trainers having a winner on their birthdays. Now, you don't know when a trainer's birthday is. If you get that information, they always love a winner on their birthday. Why wouldn't they? And they lay them out. So if you can find out when a trainer's birthday is, go down the card. So, yeah, it's one of those things. It can often be the owner's decision. The owners might just want a day out. They're not short of money. They want to go to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup. So yeah. they'll just sell the trainer, put it in there. Um, the trainer doesn't care whether it wins or loses. So, um, yeah, like I say, the, the fact that it's a third choice, that wouldn't put me off at all, Sean. Mm. Oh, so Malcolm's decisions. not put off. How could I be put off? Yeah. So, all right. I, I think we're, I'm going to go with locked and then wind me up and noted as some uh, long shot sprinkles there. Kramer, what are you doing? I mean, we were just talking about wind me up. Yeah. I like that angle. Bob Baffert's yeah. a cheating motherfucker. <laughs> well, and then, and, but I did think I, I did like Malcolm's case for noted as well. So I'll be, I'll be doing some win play show, et cetera, et cetera. But locked. It, it does seem like there's a little. Consensus. Is Muth at all related to Friar Muth? Is this <laughs> Muth. one of those where we, like, he's gonna? They're, they're not booing the horse. Yeah. They're saying Muth. All right. So uh, I mean, it's pretty. Re- that's pretty regular. I I have seen horses named for tight ends before. There's a Hunter Henry running around in Arkansas. <laughs> all right. So then why why don't we just try effect box that right? Hmm. Oh wait, because there's also locked. Yeah. Oh, locked is like the chalky guy who will probably or horse will probably. All right. Win. So I, I, I was uh, in doing in, in preparing for this you know show. What? I don't want to eat chalk. I I've just wind me up and just noted two long shots. Fuck it. That's what I'm doing. Kramer. What are you going to do? Yeah. Ju- wind me up. That's it. Feels feels yes, just solo sir. single shot. That was, that was my and, first uh, instance. Follow me at Kramer centric, Sean. We, we will be out in Vegas, yeah. So maybe we'll be doing paper ticket try. Oh my god! Hell yes. yeah! Let's do. All that. right, that will be. Uh, oh, I forgot. What time I, is this race? <laughs> uh, this one runs. It'll be uh, four o'clock. Uh, your time. Oh, that's oh. perfect. That <laughs> oh. is perfect. We'll be live on the air to sweat. You want to see Ryan with a rolled up uh, odds sheet, whacking it at the wind sportsbook? Uh, hang oh. if you and you're in Vegas, come by on Friday. No, we're gonna be uh, Sean. We're gonna we're gonna have to have them put that on the TV in the studio. Yes. Oh, we're, you're right. Because so we're gonna be doing our DFS our DFS show. show will be DFS, and at the end, we'll live sweat the breeders. Malcolm, I know we had discussed. Uh, Maybe a couple of cocktails deep when you were out here in Las Vegas that we were going to create our own Las Vegas uh, sports book in England. Yes, we how is I that? Remember that. Uh, how is that? It's a great idea. I think I said let's do it uh, with absolutely no follow up or actual plan. But uh, how is that looking? How's that business going? Me, all I'm waiting on is for you to transfer the funds, and we're ready uh, to okay. go. Everything's. Yeah. Everything's set up. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, might pay for it. The uh, NFL slot machine. That's oh, my yes. favorite part of, <laughs> of your Vegas weekend is the NFL slot machine. I can't <laughs> wait on a Monday morning to see what's going on there. Oh, it is. It's incredible. It's electric. See, Sean, we got to start saving the slot machine update for the Wednesday pick show. Okay. Because... I think it's because it's growing large enough. It's like the little Caesar reads. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give it prime time <laughs> recap. And I, Normally, when I tell my wife uh, how much I won, and I always, I never tell her any losses. I just share wins. Yeah, so only wins. her, her, her thought is like I'm undefeated in gambling. <laughs> but I, I started out with like I won a thousand, then I won five hundred, then I won another four hundred, and by now it's almost old hat yeah. me cleaning out the NFL slot. God machine. help you the first time you don't win. <laughs> I know. And well, she'll never hear of it. 
Oh man. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. I'll post the video. If you want to follow in real time, <laughs> the, the, it is super funny. Cause Ryan will play the machine next to me as the giants and just get cleaned out <laughs> while I just keep hitting these progressive and the NFL theme music comes on. It's uh I, again, I've it's never, really, it's so electric. I've never really liked <laughs> slot machines, but God damn, if I don't love Sean the, wants NFL to play the slot, slot machine. machine, like he's going to be pissed. He's not going to have time to play before the show this week. (laughs) Yeah, no time before the show. All right, moving over to Saturday, we got the Breeders' Cup Turf Race, aka Race Eight, one and a half miles on the beautiful Santa Anita Hillside Turf Course. Four million dollars up for grabs. Chase, why are we going to be watching this on Saturday? While explaining to Colby, we got to take one of the nine screens we have and put it on horses. What what am I telling Colby? Why are we doing this? Oh, uh, you two gentlemen and Colby especially strike me as people who love America, yes. patriotism, bordering on xenophobia. I'm talking about a chance to cheer for America here because this turf race, the rest of the world races on turf. It's not necessarily what we do. We're the underdogs here on the home turf. It's oh, in no. Anita trying to beat these European horses. Uh, so use it as a as a, an excuse to uh, go America all over everybody's asses. Sure, you know what? I, this is the kind of thing like Colby could get interested in. He's like, well, wait a second, <laughs> it's a turf race. The ultimate is it, underdog. Is, well, it, the, it's, is it? Is it older and better? Not in the dome, and no one is wearing a helmet. Like get get Colby involved. They've been running on t- turf longer than dirt. That could interest Colby. Now now uh, now Malcolm, when handicapping uh, this race, are you do you lean towards the European horses? Do you like some American horses here? What's your handle on this race? I mean, you have to go with the Europeans at this point. Um, mm. This is what we do. This is the the, the <laughs> two aspects are the turf, which is what we do, and the yes. distance. It's a mile and a half. Um, our horses are bred to go a little bit further, you know. We, our, we don't have the culture of immediacy that you people have, so we're happy to run a little bit, a little bit further. And the top four in the market are all European horses here. <laughs> so you've got, and, and some of them have got outstanding form. The, the favourites, August Rodan, who won the Exxon Derby, which is our big, um, our Kentucky Derby equivalent. Um, the horse also won the Irish Derby. Uh, when the Irish champion stakes for the form is absolutely rock solid with this one, rock solid. My only little negative is that it's had a busy year. It's been a really long year. I mean, the start of November for a three-year-old that's been on the go all year. Um, and, and there's a horse in here that I love. Um, if there's one horse that you need to take from my ramblings on this, on this show, the horse is called Mostadaf, and it's the other, I think it's joint favorite three to one trained by John and Thady Gosden ridden by Jim Crowley. Um, and this is that a it's it's won the premium mile and a half races in Europe. It won the Prince of Wales Stake at Ascot in June. It won the Judmonte International at York. It's had a lovely break, and it's crucially it's looked really well. It's a five-year-old, mm. um, so it's got a little bit more travel experience. It's looked really well at Santa Anita. The the trackmen, the clockers, the people who have been leaning on the rail trying to work out whose birthday it is said Mustard <laughs> looks. Ultimately professional. Um, so of the the four Europeans at the top of the market, Mostadaf is my very strong lean. Now, now, uh, Malcolm, you, when you said traveling, are you are you talking about taking the horse from Ireland and bringing it out to America, or are you talking about traveling like distance in the race? Um, the 
the horse is well traveled in that it's been around um the UAE. Oh, and okay. obviously well, yeah. Um I mean it travels well. It's like you say, it's a it's a it's a mile and a half horse. It's got a lot of stamina. But yeah, the answer to your question would be both, Sean, if you were yeah. uh, if okay. that's a, yeah. No, no, yeah, because I was just I traveling, I was in my head, I was imagining going course to course. It's it's not shaken up by not racing in Ireland. I just didn't know if there was something as far as like going up and down distance wise that it does very well. Very tempting. I do have a spot, uh, soft spot for Irish things. And all of these, all of these horses race uh, left-handed or whatever they call mm. it in their native uh, country. No, absolutely. Oh, not. oh there you, are you, no rules over there, Kramer. <laughs> I remember Ryan, you, you, Sean will have forgotten this, but you explained this to me better than I could when you said it's the NASCAR versus Formula One. Do you remember <laughs> that analogy? Well, and I, I hope I was giving um, the American side Formula One. Uh, absolutely not. No, no. no so no. They have, these horses for us will go left, right, up, down, figures of eight. You name it. We'll. If there's a bit of grass, we'll run a horse around it. No problem. <laughs> figures of eight. I like that. Yeah, Do they really those. have figure eight races? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Absolutely That's fun. Well, Sean, what are we doing over here? Like, I know. Let's get so the boring. Do they run into each other? There's a track up the road from me called Hamilton, which is quite a nice track. And it's got a loop. So the horses start in front of the, like at the finish line, and they go that way up the finishing straight, get to the top, run around a little loop like a lollipop, and come back down. <laughs> and so they can I mean, run into each like other. About- yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's like Demolition Derby. Right. We got this sounded like NASCAR. We got, we got to take a road trip. Just fly <laughs> yeah. over to London, hang out with Malcolm, go to go a see soccer some game local tracks, and yeah. go watch some horses. I'm in. All right, Chase, what about you? What are we doing? I see a bunch of Irish horses. I see one that Ryan might like get smoking. Woo, it's smoking Kentucky, oh. uh, some of that Kentucky uh, grass. <laughs> Uh, get smokings on, but what's your handle? What do you like here? Uh, what's start out with like a favorite you enjoy? So uh, my top pick is actually going to be a five to one shot, and Ooh. I'm going uh, America all over everybody's asses with uh, Todd Pletcher again. Yes, uh, with the eight up to the mark. Uh, this horse makes a really formidable middle move, which means uh, if you talk about the first call, the second call where they track the times. Uh, the horse is going to start moving through that second call before they hit the stretch. So it really kind of starts to ramp up and gets in position to, uh, to win at the top of the stretch, not relying on a deep close, which I think is going to be good in the turf and, uh, you know, Santa Anita's firmer turf. Um, this one also is, you know, stretching out a little bit, but I think it's got the, uh, you know, the, the distance and the pedigree to be able to, to handle this. And I know we went to this on with Archangelo, but on thoroughgraphs, this horse is one of the fastest in the race. Uh, you know, and also with some of traditional speed figures, it's also the, you know, one of the fastest in the race, it gets Irad Ortiz up, which if you know, you weren't paying attention, which I have a feeling a lot of people who are listening right now probably weren't nope. is creeping <laughs> up in the breeders cup all time win standings. Wow. He's a very young guy. Um, so I, I like that there. And I also like a, a really long shot that I can, uh, I can get to, uh, Balladier yeah. 30 to one Ooh. because Get smoking actually scratched, Ryan. So yes, breaking news. Yeah. Sorry. That's very again, that seems very on brand for get smoking. You'll, you'll have to find something else while you're all hopped up he, on the goofballs. He, 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 he was gonna uh, go in the race, but he, he totally spaced, uh, man. Sorry. Producer Josh yeah. actually just slipped me a note. He 
Uh, it sounds like the scratch happened directly after the four quarter calzone. Oh. He said, I'm out of here. Get me some of that four quarter calzone. Oh, well don't, don't let these horses get into the crazy bread. Cause they'll never, they'll never leave. But the, the thing about get smoking scratching is now there is only one horse that wants to run out oh. on the lead and be the early pace. We call it the lone early speed. A lot of times these horses can actually get brave. And when they get brave, uh, the other horses will just watch him get smaller as he runs away, uh, as they underestimate him. So I really like Balladeer there. And then, uh, I guess for, for later, I've got to try big trifecta play that I, I love in this race that, uh, that uses those two horses. All right. Ooh, so, okay. I, so I, I, you like Balladeer as your long shot. You like up to the mark is kind of your more favorite. Uh, Malcolm, you're, you're on Mastadaf, correct? You like him? Well, Malcolm's muted. Malcolm accidentally muted himself. It's probably cursing at the uh, refs and the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, nil nil. Twenty two minutes gone. Okay. Um, yeah, mustard, mustard after me. Um, yeah, dead simple, straight up. Okay. All right. So. Oh, that seems like he, so. We should just st- throw all this great advice. We have a favorite and two two long shots. We just throw all that together. Right? All in a try box, right? What are those horse numbers? Uh, eight, nine, and twelve try box. Perfect. All right, I okay. that's what me and Sean are doing. All right, that's a good uh, that's paper a good system ticket. play. We're, we're getting a paper ticket. Oh, that's gonna be so awesome. It's been a while since I've had a paper ticket in uh, Some ponies in beautiful Las Vegas. Hey, before we get to the final race, uh, prize picks, baby, prize picks. Oh man, prize picks is so much fun. Uh, we were just talking about Thursday night football on our last episode. Giving out some of our favorite fantasy plays, AKA higher and lower. And great thing about prize fix. You can win 25 X your money. I mean, that is the ultimate long shot, but again, it's, I I really like playing these for the primetime games where you're just locked in on one game, Uh, get a couple of players. You like great way to fade some. And uh, yeah, there's the cross sports stuff is really fun, especially this time of year. Uh, you can do, you know, Steph Curry combining with Travis Kelsey. And especially now that we got that uh, London kickoff, you got hours upon hours of awesome cross sport opportunities. And of course, prize fix only DFS uh, platform that offers the reboot policy. So uh, if someone gets injured, your entries stay in play. Even if uh, someone gets injured football and basketball games, if you have a player exits the game in the first half does not return the second, that player is re Booted Ryan would love uh, some of that rebooting action. Great, great way to not have to yell at them on social media. Void, and uh, you can avoid all that. Uh, so easy to play, uh, so fun, and of course you got to get that sweet, sweet uh, uh, first deposit match. All you got to do is go to PrizePicks.com/sgpn. PrizePicks.com. Promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizefix.com slash SGPN. Prizefix, daily fantasy sports made easy. We, of course, have an easy time here talking horses. Could talk, could talk ponies with these gentlemen all day. And, of course, on Saturday, the Breeders' Cup Classic itself, race 10, one and one quarter miles, $6 million. Up for grabs, it's almost as much as the Circus Survivor. Almost, Ryan. Almost. almost. That would be a nice parlay. Win the Circus Survivor and then win uh, the Breeders' Cup Ooh. Classic. 
Uh, I mean, if, if I we, had to pick one, if we win Circus Survivor, I'm definitely <laughs> buying a horse for Malcolm and for Chase. Yeah, uh, it might not be a great horse, but we're gonna have fun running yeah. it into the ground. We're gonna I want an Uncle Mo, Uncle Mo Colt <laughs> named Six in the Monin that I buy at auction. Really? Yeah. Six, now, now, that's real, quick, real quick, real uh, quick. Let's say. Let's say we had some of these uh, digital horses kicking around. Maybe we liquidate those. We got we got a thousand bucks maybe kicking around our pocket. Can you get a horse for a thousand bucks that you don't have to do anything? Or how does horse ownership work, Chase? Well, I mean, it'd be nice if you like fed them and stuff that, like that. <laughs> but is there like um, a is there like a is there like a horse yeah, so- B, is there like a horse B and B where I can kind of just be a horse owner for a weekend? I want to, I want to get in. I want to say I'm a horse owner without actually doing much and only spending up to a thousand dollars. I feel like there's a free spirited soul that owns a petting zoo that can take care of that need for <laughs> yeah, you at some probably, point. Yeah. <laughs> so there are, All you need to do Sean is a syndicate oh. SGPN yeah. syndicate. How many people would stick in a hundred dollars? All we need, we'll raise 10 grand up. No problem at all. And then uh, yeah. DJ's pony, I think was the name we came up with. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Ten, that's yeah, a great syndicate is perfect. Wow. Like ten grand, you can get a horse at pretty claim a horse at pretty much any track in America. So like, yeah, that's a ten, and then, ten grand. And then, and then, so we get the horse for ten grand, and then what's like, uh, you know, tax title and tip on a horse? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you got out the door, rust proof and whatever they get you for? I, I'm assuming you're paying a trainer to take care of it, feed it some oats. What's like a what's weekly or monthly horse upkeep? Oh, um, a lot. Okay. Uh, a boat. I don't know. Um, not, not a month. <laughs> maybe a grand a month, maybe a grand yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, probably a grand, grand a month. month yeah. After All right. You talk about day rates and everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So right. We get 10 grand. We get people in on a thousand bucks a month and we're, we're, we got horses. I think we need a horse person. Like we need, we need a proper horse person. All right. Like, if you're cause, cause here's what, here's how I, I figure it works. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got ten grand, horse person. <laughs> what are we working with? Yeah, we. Uh, so we'll get the money. Ch- and, and ch- well, Chase is in Arkansas. I'd assume the price of a horse is cheaper there. Yeah, maybe we could. Oh. It, ten grand, you can live like you're. That's generational wealth. Yeah, right maybe maybe yeah. we could be the Bob Bob Baffert of uh, Arkansas down in. Uh, all right, we're on to ten something. Grand. We already right. have a cool ass name, Wolf. Yeah, trainer Wolf. If you want to do the all the heavy lifting, and we'll just get you the money, uh, and you you got an eye on a horse, email us podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and uh, we can talk turkey. Yeah, I can't wait to start studying our horse. <laughs> we will be learning a lot about our horse, but what about the Breeders' Cup Classic? <laughs> Wolf, give us a little backstory. Who do you like? So the backstory of this Breeders' Cup Classic is absolute friggin' turmoil, kind of like what just happened in the box in the Newcastle game. It looks like. Um, oh, there we go. Um, Get in. Sorry, one nil. Nice. The horses that were probably your two favorites. Uh, <laughs> one scratch way in advance with Forte, who we hit last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, and then the horse that we hit in the Belmont, Arcangelo, uh, announced that he's out. Now you mentioned it's kind of like opting out in in college football, but this would be like if Caleb Williams opted out of the Cotton Bowl to start a career in porn. Like that's <laughs> can, now we can blame Caleb Williams all we want, but I, I, I can't blame these guys. Um, I actually think that I I always I want 
I'm not sure if I want this to happen so much, and that's why I keep doing this or what the deal is, but I, I think our new Japanese horse racing overlords get their first Breeders' Cup winner, oh. and they do it with the eight, uh, Ushba Tusoro, uh, who had an incredible win in the, uh, the Dubai World Cup, ran by a horse named Algiers uh, in the stretch at the Dubai World Cup, who was entered in the Breeders' Cup mile, just recently scratched out but ran by that horse like it was standing still from the back of the pack. This horse can definitely handle the distance. It's got, it looks great. Like just the amount of energy that it had in the gallop out from that race may be pretty formidable, but that's also why you're getting five to one. This might get a little bit slimmer since you have Arcangelo and horses like Forte in there. Uh, Go Rocket Ride, another one that was going to be big talk. Uh, actually, RIP Go Rocket Ride passed away today. Um, yeah, I, I like this one's ability to pass. If the track at Santa Anita is going to allow horses to run from off the pace, which sometimes track bias will, won't let them do it, uh, Ushba Tesoro has a phenomenal chance to win this race. What makes him Ooh. not be able to do it? Like what? Uh, what? It's a, a deeper track surface can make it more t uh, more tiring. Uh, if it's a little bit thinner and it's a little bit firmer, that really makes the early speed carry a little bit more. There's all sorts of different little conditions. There are things like the it's wind. like running on sand. Yeah. All right. Santa Anita is a deep track, huh? Hmm. Can be at the rail. Yeah. Can see, we be got, sometimes the, at the rail. These are things we we have to know as horsemen. Yes. So. Future horse owners yeah. and operators. Centaurs. I would like to go for a jog on the rail myself. <laughs> see what it's like uh, uh, as Ma a horseman. Malcolm, seems like your uh, Newcastle, your footy uh, just scored up one nothing. Yeah, I've got my breath back. Sorry, <laughs> feel nice pretty work. good. Uh, what do you like? Is there is there a favorite jumping out? You think any uh, long shots are live here? Um, yeah, a bit of both. Uh, we've got a team right. I'm absolutely with Chase on um, Ushpak Tesoro. Uh, this horse won the Dubai World Cup. It, it was visually really Im impressive. It was a really long withering run. And talking about track bias, that the that course in Maidan out in Dubai isn't normally handy for closers. Um, but Uspatrasoro, it looked like it had grown a fifth leg the way it came down uh, the <laughs> outside. I think mean, like it had an extra twenty percent advantage. It's got an it's got an extra leg, um, and you can't find fault with this horse at all. Um, it was drawn down the outside. It won his prep race doing cartwheels, smiling at the cameras. It went past. So no issues with that at all. Um, I need to get Chase's opinion on White or Borio because it's really easy to be seduced by that horse. It won really well last time, but it's a great big, like pristine white animal. And like it's the one your mom will back. It's the one your wife will back because it's <laughs> lovely and white. But it's really impressive. It was good last time, so I need to get Chase's example on that. Um, and there's another one in here, a 33 to one shot that I like, the horse called Dreamline, which is Dreamline. a Tom Fletcher horse. Irad Ortiz um, finished second to Saudi Crown last time out, but it can improve. Um, this horse has got a little bit of improvement in it. Um, so um, the winner for me is the Japanese horse. Um, but if you're looking for a bit of a, a windshow place or a or an each way bet, if you're in the UK, Dreamline at 33 to one, I think is very live. Yeah, dream like uh that's a fun long shot. Do you have any uh long shots here you like uh uh Chase? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I mentioned that I do like Ushba Tesoro as a closer that I because I do think that there's going to be a ton of pace uh in this race early to open it up for a closer. There's another one cuz sometimes you just have to throw a run style at the problem. 
And it's the number nine, Senor Buscador at 30 to one. Senor Buscador is just aging like fine wine. Like this is, I believe, his uh, uh, five-year-old campaign and his speed figures, everything else have just hit new tops. Another one that like uh, we were able to hit on a couple of uh, long shots in the in the spring where the thoroughgraphs, even though they don't, you know, even though the thoroughgraphs are competitive, the price on the horse is still incredibly high. Um, so I, I, I really like Senior Buscador. Uh, I, I'll be using both Ushba Tesaro and Senior Buscador on top in an exacta. I'll be win betting both. And then underneath in the exact, uh, I'll use uh, number two and a uh, number three, which that should let you know what I think about White Barrio. Uh, the the three, okay. The, the two Zandon, who if you're going to make an exact or a trifecta in this race, you have to use because all that horse does is finish second and third. Like it's made two million dollars almost exclusively wow. finishing second and third in its career. So you definitely have to use that in any sort of exotic or gimmick bet. All right. So, so you got the All right, let's take let's, yeah, let's make let's sure we got all this, Sean. We um <laughs> so we both we 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 love Ushba Tesoro because yeah. uh both Malcolm and Chase uh fan, fancy this closer. Hopefully the dirt's not too deep. I think that was the big note there. Uh and also I did I made a note but um Malcolm talking about the horse growing a fifth leg. We'll have to evaluate <laughs> that for drop status, but <laughs> When we do a bites bracket, we might have a newcomer Long showing up cock. to the party. <laughs> All right. So then other than that, we also like Senor Buscador. Yeah. Because that's a great name. Well now, yes, Senor Buscador and Dreamlike. <laughs> Sounds like, a, like a, someone's name for one of those like toy dogs. Are, are both oh, look at Senor Buscador. <laughs> it's like I got a little uh little uh oh, look at it, little too. poncho and sombrero on. Uh yeah, they're both uh TW Fincher trainers. Dreamlike is the long shot that Malcolm likes and senior Buscador is mm. the long shot that uh, Wolf likes. Maybe a small sprinkle on each of those and then just uh and then just Ushba to win. Ushba Ushba Tesoro, you mean? Yes. Oh, Don't be a Mushba. Huh? Oh, <laughs> wow. Hey. Yeah, they're not saying uh boo, they're saying Ushba. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'll I'll stick with the a Dreamlike's really talking to me. Uh, I'll make that one my uh, long shot lock. And then why is uh, it talking to you? I don't know. Some horses talk to you. This is the same it. way. Mm-hmm. Same way Malcolm knows when a her- horse learns something. Can- he can look at. It. Oh, and we got Newcastle going up two nil. I'm guessing. Can, can <laughs> I got it? Sorry, can- I'm so unprofessional. It's untrue. <laughs> can I tell you uh, this Dreamlike horse? Yes, I, uh, I believe it ran in the Pennsylvania Derby. And Sean, I think the jockey will be wearing colors that will resemble the Eagles. Oh, I mean, come on. What I, else? I don't, do I don't know. If, I don't know if you. Knew I've got that. my Kelly Green uh, jersey on. Can I tell you the Go other? Birds. The other horse. The the colors are of course tied to the trainer, Todd. I guess it's Todd Pletcher, but the other horse running with those same eagle-like colors. Bright future. Oh wow! Do you believe in uh, that 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 uh, that moon sun shit, Sean? Because this might be this this might be a sign that the dreamlike bright future mm. for an Eagles colored thing, <laughs> whether it's a <laughs> tiny man on a horse or it's a football team. Really trying uh, there, but I'll, we can yeah. I'll I'll uh, don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I, I like the idea of just taking this Japanese horse, throwing him at the top, maybe putting an irrationally large bet on the win play show. 
And then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll whip together that, that, that trifecta. I heard chase talking about where, who was the horse that always places? It's a, uh, it's a uh, white Abario. Uh, it's a uh, Zandon. Zandon. Uh, oh, two, I was right. The, the first time. Okay. So we got, white we Abario got, could be a win candidate, but I like oh, no. underneath. So yeah, we'll, oh, what do we, what everyone, do you put, everyone is a win candidate, man. Don't, yeah, don't stress too much. All right. So then we'll just Ushba. Ushba. Uh, you know what? Let's keep it simple. Ushba and Dreamlike. Irrationally large bet on Ushba to win the race. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. I don't. I'm not, keep, I'm not keeping track of all this shit. No. And and again, I'll I'll tweet out all the stupid shit I bet on Saturday. Yeah. But, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be in Vegas putting up paper tickets on display. Oh, it's going to be a oh. grand own time. Might have to. Yeah. Might might have to. Uh, Jake Paquin, merch got himself. Uh, and also, if you are a uh, I don't know if you would call it graphic designer or artist. We're looking for help for coming up with unique t-shirt designs. If you're, if you're in that, uh, if you get, if you got that artist uh, chip on you, you have to be an artist, hit us up podcast at sports podcast.com. Jake wants to know, are you allowed to bet on your own horse? This will determine if I'm chipping in on this horse. 100% I, yeah, you right. Are. You have. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you could be basically anybody, but the jockey and bet who, on your horse. Who do you think made the rules for this shit? The guys who own the horses, yeah. <laughs> not people with not a lot of foresight, quite honestly. <laughs> you think they're going to take that sweet, sweet sweat away from themselves? Hell no. No, no way. Um, no way. All right. So, and then I also saw Chase, you had a DGen bet down that you wanted to get to. Uh, what do you got there? Yeah, they, they offer these really cool gimmick bets during a uh, breeders cup weekend that either span from like Friday to Saturday or uh, a couple of different races that aren't in sequence, like a normal daily double. They have a daily double for the Breeders' Cup Distaff, which is like the the Philly and Mayor Championship, and the Classic, which is for the boys. I've got two horses that I really like because I think they're going to use some of those team tactics that uh, Kramer brought up earlier because they're both owned by Seth Klarevic. They're both trained by Chad Brown. They're going to have matching silks with these big red Ks on them that whenever you put Jose Ortiz on one horse and his brother on the other horse, they're much like the Raptors in Jurassic park. Like while you're looking at one, the other one jumps out of an electrical closet and plunders your, your bankroll. <laughs> um, I'm going to use those two horses randomized and search results uh, in the uh, distaff classic double in the distaff. And then in the classic, I'll be singled into Ushba Tesoro. And so we'll, so you're tying these, you're essentially parlaying parlay, these, right? these results. So you're taking the six and eight in the first as, race with the, the eight in the second race. So it, I'm betting them as a daily double, which okay. it doesn't necessarily work as a parlay because it's going to work by how many people have bet the combination yeah. mm. uh, that wins. But I mean, one thing that you can always do is if it pays more to mechanical parlay, if you think the price is going to be better on the, on the horse in the second race, uh, if you just did a, a mechanical win bet parlay, that's always the thing that you have to kind of be tossing back and forth, betting those doubles. Well, and just in general, that's, I mean, you know, the whole, everything with this is pool based. So even like you're, you know, yeah, the you won't really know your until. trifecta isn't a parlay of the odds of the three things. It's, it's a pool of how many pep people bet into the trifecta, et cetera, right. et cetera. But yeah, no, I, that's it. So the parlays you're, I'm assuming this is not something you're going to find at the track. This is like what the sports books are offering in like futures markets type stuff. Right. Or, or, or you're just doing it yourself, you yeah. know, oh, okay. take, take, 
Yeah. And uh, I, I want to say Santa Anita used to offer a couple tracks used to offer like uh, $2 show parlay bets where you could pick out, you know, a horse to show in like five or six different races. I'm not quite certain on how that that works, but some some people have kind of messed with it a little bit. In yeah, terms don't of, overthink of it. If you, want, it. if you want to parlay it, just just do it with the the, the daily double. Yeah. Or if exactly. you want to get crazy, you know, see what the pick three, pick four, pick five, whatever you're, you know, we're sometimes the, Here's my rule on those. If I'm there for the start of the day, I'm always entering those. Uh, Matthew in the YouTube chat saying Ushma is like a 12 point dog on a Sunday. Oh. Let's go. Oh, you did. That's. I mean, you immediately sold Kramer on well, that. Is that one. good or bad? Uh, it's good because okay. it's four to one, and it's going to happen. Got it. Uh, Malcolm, any other any other parting thoughts here for the Breeders' Cup? Yeah, I've got a couple. They're not very fancy prices, but I looked at all the um, European, particularly the UK horses coming across for the OTB. Um, so on Friday, the juvenile Phillies turf, there's a horse called Carla's Way, which I like, it's 72. Um, in the Breeders' Cup Mile, there's a horse called Morge, uh, four to one. And then the Breeders' Cup, uh, Breeders Cup Turf Sprint, another four to one shot, um, is a horse called Bradsell. Uh, so they would be my three um, UK runners to watch on top of the ones that I've uh, put out already. Say those again to make sure Josh got that. <laughs> I can I can write them out Josh for you, but it's Carlos. No, give, give me the horse numbers. You got you know you horse people. Are we speaking numbers? We're horsemen. <laughs> I don't speak. No, that's you American oh, okay. horse people. Right. I've got, actually Carlos Way is number nine got in it. the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies too. I have got no idea what number Morge is in the All Breeders' right. Cup. We'll mile. figure that out. And uh, Bradsell in the Breeders' Cup. To sprint, I know not of the number of that either. See, I did that because I also know people are going to complain that they can't understand Malcolm and that they, yeah. they want to know what they want to know what he picked. Oh, you guys! So don't worry, we're going to put out a graphic with all these picks on it. So love it, nice, worth, uh, sweet note graphic. Our our boy No Balls is actually in that last race. No, too. that yeah, number seven No Balls <laughs> in, the, in, in the turf sprint. I'm not sure if he wins today, but uh, you know, I. I I always bet no balls. I could bet no balls today <laughs> and for the rest of the year and still be profitable, even if he didn't win again. So oh, man, we're going to be, we're going to be hanging out with big balls on Friday. Yes. No balls the, running on Saturday <laughs> for the VEASAN show. Well, big thanks to the wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the notorious OTB podcast. Check him out on X at of Oak Lawn. And of course, uh, as always, make sure you check out Malcolm on the Premier League uh, Gambling Podcast and the MLB Gambling Podcast. You can follow him on X at Mal underscore B underscore Sport. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green. He's Ryan. Is it Horseman or Horseman? Kramer, let it ride.